You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and journey with me in the relentless pursuit of what you want most in life. In this episode number 89, we're talking about how to make people love talking to you, how to make your friends, how to make strangers want to listen to you, want to keep talking to you, and want to talk to you again. It doesn't matter how introverted you are. It doesn't matter how bad you think you are at communicating or telling stories or any of that. Follow these steps simply, right? Just literally just think of the steps, follow them, and do what I say. It will automatically make people want to talk to you more. And now, of course, the skill to develop and something that I've spent developing over the last six years, but... It's a skill that you can start right now, and I'm giving you the shortcut that I didn't have. And so the biggest problem with talking to people, especially new people, is getting the conversation started at all. You know, you're maybe you're sitting awkwardly next to a person in an elevator, or maybe you're riding on a bus next to somebody or an airplane, or maybe you're at a table with a bunch of people, maybe some people you know, maybe some people you don't know, how do you start talking to others? Now, of course, the easy way is to be introduced by someone you already know, but that's out of your control. I want to talk about what you can control, what you can do. And you know how you start? You start by asking a question. I'm going to put this in a perspective. I, I, oh, I filmed a video on this for my mental health project, detailing this whole story but I'll capture it for you right now, is that I was at a conference, no parking. I had to park 10 minutes away, and they had a shuttle for us, right? So I park. I'm trying to find where to get the shuttle. There's a line, but I don't know if it's the right line. And so I'm standing there, waiting there, and then I ask the guy in front of me. I just go, hey, is this the line for the shuttle to take us to the event? He's like, yeah, 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 it is. I was like, cool. And then, of course, then we just start talking. He's like, oh, what are you here for? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. And then just the conversation just starts. Ask a question. It can be a stupid question. Just ask the question. Just ask, you know, ask, oh, where did you get that jacket? That's so cool. I've been looking for a good jacket lately. I want to upgrade my wardrobe. Or, you know, clothes are an easy one. Or, hey, where are you know, what are you here for? Or what are you doing right now? You know, maybe if someone, especially if you're at school, you know, I use this one all the time. Um, if I'm in a classroom, and I haven't been in a classroom in a little bit, uh, probably be going back over the summer, we'll see about that. But I do this all the time when I was in class, would be just, you know, someone sitting next to me, they have their notebook open or something, like, hey, what, what, you know, what are you studying for? What class are you taking? It's easy. You just ask the question. It doesn't matter if you think it's stupid or not. I mean, obviously, you're like, oh, hey, what do you like if you're in a classroom like it's that's kind of weird right but you know you have common sense just you know ask a question about their appearances about the situation about you know what they're actively doing what they're here for what their purpose is in general <laughs> you know just easy you know just and then have some you know maybe write down three questions you can ask you yeah? and i'm just gonna fill you in so i'm gonna give you some right easy one ask about article of clothing, right? And you can not necessarily, you don't, I mean, don't lie and say like, oh, that looks like, oh, I really want that, you know, like, but say like, you know, I'll do that all the time. Is that if I'll see someone wearing something, you know, with a really, really nice jacket or, you know, a cool watch, I'll be like, hey, 
you know, I love that watch. I've been trying, you know, I've been looking for a good watch because I always am. I always am. That's true. It will always be true for the rest of my life as I'll always be looking for a cool watch. And if I see someone with a cool watch, I'm going to mention it because it's true. And truth always, you know, rings better than, you know, making up something like, oh, I really love uh, your hair or whatever. You know, it's just like a little weird, right? It's not really uh, true unless it is true. Then it will be genuine and it will come across as genuine. All right. And, of course, it takes practice in speaking confidently, right? So that's the first step, right? Ask a question, right? And so, like, you can ask about their clothes. You can ask about the situation. Like, oh, is this the right line? What are you here for? Or is this, you know, this is the right classroom. You're here for this class, right? Right? Easy, right? Or maybe a third question is about um, their life in general, you know? Who are you? What do you do? You know, if you're at a networking event, all you need to do is say, hey, my name's so-and-so. What do you do? Boom. Easy. Done. So that's the first step. And then the second step when you're talking about how to make people love talking to you is listen with positive introductions. Now, something that bugs me a lot is are two things. Well, two things bug me a lot, okay? One are people who don't really want to listen. You can tell they're just thinking about what they want to say and they're trying to constantly interrupt you with what they want to say. Now, I admit fully, I'm so guilty of doing this all the time. Any of my friends, and I've and I've worked on it and I've gotten way better at just listening because I realized it was a problem and I had to work on it. Um, and, you know, just over the years of just being like, oh, I want to say something. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to hold my tongue. I'm going to let them talk. I'm not going to not interrupt them. If you listen to any of my podcasts with Claire, we know each other so well. I feel so comfortable around her. I have no problem interrupting her. And so that's one thing I had to learn is that, wait, we're recording a podcast. I have to be, you know, to act in a different way when we're on a podcast. We're not just here talking as friends. We're here, you know, to create some good content. And so I had to respect and I had to like, okay, I'm not going to interrupt. Still a problem. I'm working on it, though. And uh, by the way. Uh, next podcast of Clara coming up in the next what, what's today and ne- uh, next Saturday we have a really fun fun like fun episode for you so stick around subscribe rate for that and so that's one thing right I really dislike is people just interrupt right and I'm guilty of it okay I dislike it when I do it too okay <laughs> I'm on I'm on your side but the other thing that I really dislike which is surprising are people who listen but don't say anything they're literally just sitting there like a stone wall and they're listening, but they don't say anything in return. And I'm like, please, just this is a conversation. Say something. And so when I I, I kind of clarify this in pot with positive interjections. There's a couple ways of doing this. One is like active listening, saying, Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Boom. Whoa, really? You know, that's like that's active listening. But positive interjections go so much more than that. Positive interjections say, um, like one thing I've been doing more is trying to, is listening, right? So listening, someone's telling a story. And then I'll give a positive interjection either in the form like a, of a, like a couple sentences or a question, right? So someone's telling me about a game, right? Let's say like this has happened. I think this happened. I don't know. All my conversations get a little fuzzy. But, you know, something someone was telling me about this video game. And I'm like, oh, wait, did the people that made this, did they make that too, Right. And then boom, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a positive interjection, right? You're not being like, oh, listen to me, right? That's not a positive interjection. It's more of like, hey, I want you to clarify and talk more. I want to, I'm basically saying to you, I want to hear you talk more. 
Please tell me more. Please talk about yourself or what you're interested in more. That's what you're saying when you're having a positive interjection. It's just saying, oh, cool, yeah, because anyone can do that. A computer can do that when you pop. Like, and, and there are programs that can do that. But when you are positive interjecting, you're adding to the conversation. You're saying, tell me more. So, like, asking a question is an easy one. Like, oh, do they do this? Wait, is that is that? that? Wait, or are you talking about this? And another way is to be like, oh, yeah, I did that. What's up? Blah, 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 right? Tell, like, a three-sentence story. Boom. You're done. You're listening to them again. So, positive interjections. Everyone wants everyone else to listen to their passions and what they're interested in. I do. You do. Everyone does. If you allow someone to talk about their interests and passions, not only are you gathering valuable information, right? If you're maybe in a networking event, you want to gather valuable information in order to sell to them later, but you're also making you're making them happier, right? You're 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 bringing positivity into the world, and you're also just doing a service to everyone involved, you know. Um, so it's a really really great thing, and it's gonna make somebody love talking to you. Now, the third step, the third easy way to really make people love talking to you is to be more active, right? The last two were more a little more passive, right? It's letting the other person talk. I mean, the first one was like, start by asking a question, but that a question means you ask, you say something, and then they talk for longer. That's kind of, you know, the purpose of a question. That's how I interview, right? I ask a question, and then they talk for way longer than I talked. That's good, right? And then, but be passive, right, with positive interjections, but here's where you become active, and that is good storytelling. Now, contrary to popular belief, a good story doesn't just appear. Some people are more gifted at it than others. I consider myself pretty gifted when it comes to storytelling and just pulling stories out, right, and just telling them, but... First of all, that comes with practice because I've told stories for years and years and years. I mean, ever since I was like four, I was storytelling. And so I, I've been, I was just, you know, I was always wanted to storytell. But the thing is that it doesn't just come out of nowhere, right? The story, when I, when I am experiencing something, I'm always thinking about how I'm going to tell people about it later. I'm thinking about how am I going to turn this into a piece of content? How am I going to share this and entertain others later? Because the thing about a story is that it's not just for yourself, right? I mean, some are, right? Some, you know, maybe you just want to entertain yourself. But for me, as a storyteller, as a speaker, I want to say that story. And so I literally have actually started journaling for the sole purpose of recording stories I can tell people later is literally writing down. And in fact, my my best stories, the best, you know, the most exciting and different things that have ever happened to me in my life, I have them written down. And I have I have this story, I have this story, I have this story. And I know those stories well. So that way, if I'm trying to if I'm talking to someone and then I'm able to fit it in, I have an exciting, interesting story that differentiates me from everyone else we talked about. They remember me as the person that told the story about the time I walked miles in Poland in the rain and the, in the extreme hot weather to try to get terrible looking food, right, for my group, right? That kind of thing is interesting. It sticks with someone. And all of a sudden, they associate you with interesting, informative, and funny storytelling. I don't know about you, but I would, I, I, I would love to be associated with that in the minds of everybody. Telling interesting stories. How do you do this? First step 
is write down a list of stories that have happened in your life. Interesting events that have happened. Okay? That's the easy way. The harder way is to write down stories as they happen or right after they happen. So like the story about me at this conference, right? I wrote it down. I was like, okay, here's how I'm going to frame this. Here's how, here's the, here's the storytelling arc. Here's the conflict. Here's the resolution. Here's, you know, the finale. I had that all in my mind immediately. And then I had the purpose and the goal and like the message of the story. And so here's, I'm going to break down storytelling. I've done a, quite a few episodes on it, but I'm going to break it down really quickly for you, okay? Here's how to tell an interesting story, okay? You have the setup, okay? Here's the situation. Here's what's going on, right? We're in Poland, okay? That's the situation. I'm in Poland with a group of 22 people, and oh no, we just walked miles, and now we need food. That's the setup. Conflict. What is the conflict? We need food. We're hungry. And there's two of us trying to get food. We don't know where it is. We don't know how far away it is. We just know it's out there somewhere. What's the journey? The journey, right, is trying to get food. It's that trip to Mordor, right? It's a trip. It's Lord of the Rings. a trip to Mordor to throw the ring in the fires of Mount Doom, right? So what's that journey, right? It's it's traveling, which we travel through Poland. This actually happened, by the way, okay? It was me and my buddy walking through Poland, trying to find food. People telling us that it's miles down the road. We had already passed it. And it's just us trying to get food for 22 of us, right? How are we going to carry that back? We don't know. So we're walking and walking. People keep on telling us it's farther. The conflict is building all of a sudden, we don't know if we're actually going to make it. We don't know if we're actually going to be able to get food. We don't know if we will be hungry for the next, you know, what, 36 hours because we're stuck out there in a field. That's the stakes. That's the conflict. Now, but all of a sudden, we find the food. It's a long, long line. We're going to be there for probably an hour. And we realize we didn't tell anybody that we were actually walking all the way. So what happens? We need to find, we need, right, more conflict. All of a sudden, we know, oh, great. Now all of the adults, this happened years ago, right? All of the adults in the situation are worried about us. Oh, no. We're going to be mad. They don't know where we are. We just basically ran off in the middle of the night in Poland to try to get food. Able to get what? So conflict, right? And resolution of the conflict, right? Mini resolution. Boom. We were able to get on the phone. We borrowed a phone from some Spanish people by by chop by having chopped up Spanish, try to talk to them, and oh wait, okay, we got their phone. We we're able to borrow their phone. Call my buddy's dad and be like, "Hey, we're here, okay? Send reinforcements. We need help." All the while, we're seeing people push boxes of food because they to their groups because they couldn't carry it all, right? So we're seeing right conflict. Conflict drives storytelling. Right? I'm gonna drive. I'm gonna drive that into you. Conflict drives storytelling. Okay. So now what happens though? What we have a mini. We have a mini um, resolution. Right. We call that what Act Two B in in uh, screenwriting. We see one of our buddies run up. Like yeah, reinforce. We see another one. We see all of our buddies running up to help us get food. Booyah. 
And then what? And then what happens? We're loaded down with food, walking with for miles with pounds and pounds of drawstring brags on us. You know, the ropes cutting into our into our shoulders. We're not able, like we're just trying to walk and walk and walk. By this time, it's late at night. And then what happens, right? The final, the final boss, in a way, if you want to think about it in this way. The final boss. We, we get there, divvy out the food. We go to eat it, and it's all just disgusting. It's, it's so gross. We managed to choke down some food. We ended up having to share bags so we didn't get enough because we gave away some bags to other people who didn't have any. Right? That's the final boss. And then how and then and then we have to trek all the way back. But what's the positive storytelling about that? What's the message? Is that that was the the best bonding experience I've ever had with my friends. We grew we were we were brothers that night. Like we were truly if we were brothers before, we were brothers then. And now we have this this experience together of hardship and pain, but we came out of it alive. Better than ever, stronger than ever, soaking wet, hungry, dehydrated, people fainting left and right, and we made it out of there. That's a story. And that, to this day, is the top story that I have. And of course, I can go, I have, you know, I, it, it, it can be much, much longer. It can be as long as I want it to be, right? This story could take an hour to tell if I want it to. And that's also a, good of a, a sign of good stories. You can condense it or lengthen it as much as you want. That's how you tell an interesting story. The setup, the conflict, the journey. Final boss. Boom. All right, you almost, you almost make it and then you have the final boss. You can't get past it, but then you do and you have that resolution and that message and that meaning and that learning from that journey. That's how you tell an interesting story. And so, yep, I'm going to leave you here that today so remember start by asking questions ask a question people love talking about themselves and their own experiences and what they love so let them do it ask them questions about it if you don't know anything about it even better because you're able to ask questions be like hey what's that they're able to explain what they know everyone loves telling people what they know listen with positive introductions Right? Don't don't just go, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, cool. Whoa. Ask them many questions in the middle. Like, oh, is that this? Or what about this? Oh yeah, I did that. What was so cool because I able to experience that. Or ah oh, wow, that was really difficult. I can't believe you did that. That is positive interjections. Not make it about yourself, make it all about them, and they love it. And then tell interesting stories. I think I went into that. I think I went into that. Uh, I think if you don't get how to tell an interesting story by now, I'm sorry. You just really, really need to work on it. That's how you make people love talking to you. That's how you make people excited to see you, especially if they don't know you that well. They'll remember you as that positive person who told interesting stories, who listened to them, who overall gave them a great experience. You're selling yourself. Every single time you interact with someone, you're selling yourself to them. The goal is to make that a habit. So you don't have to think about it. You don't have to stress out. You don't have to worry about, oh, am I saying this wrong to them? The goal is to make these habits. So that way you can just enjoy being there with people and they can enjoy being there with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Communicate with Confidence podcast. Uh, as always, links Everything information 
is at lukedmaxwell.com slash podcast. If you have an account on iTunes or Stitcher, leave a rating. It's the best way to support your favorite podcast and let other people know about them. We will be back this Saturday with an amazing interview with the CEO of a fast, fast-growing, multi-million income digital agency. So stay tuned for that and how he accomplished this and how you can do the same as Colton Bollinger. We have more interviews, more interesting stuff coming out. So subscribe, do what you love, and remember to always stay on the positive side of things. 